This is Under Review with Ethan Birch, Jeremy Goldstein, and Clayton Davis on VICradio.org. What's up, everybody? It's me, Joe Biden. Clayton Davis is here today. Uh, we're on Under Review, and uh, my co-hosts are looking really confused, uh, and they, they don't know what's going on. Oh, my. Yeah, whatever. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> no, all, no alter egos today. On so, the review. No, listen, I'm Joe Biden, and I love the Knicks, okay? Mm. But they had a very up-and-down sort of <laughs> progression towards the... This is why I wanted to know what we were talking about first. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why. That's why I was happening. So, the Knicks have been an up-and-down, lost to the Celtics, but they had some big wins over the week. So, tell me your opinions on the Knicks over the course of last week. I think the Knicks are one of the best teams in basketball right now. They're playing with fire, you know? Sitting at, sitting, sitting, living high in eighth place right now, twenty six and twenty seven. Wow. Jeremy, how about those New York Knicks? Uh, best teams? No, no, no. I, I'm a did you just say best team? team? I think they are. He the best did. Team in Ethan did. I think they're the best team. I, in basketball. I, I, they're I not don't. The best I team don't in believe the New York Knicks are one of the best teams in basketball right <laughs> of now. Of course not. They're overachieving a little bit, D- despite their miraculous comeback win against the Memphis Grizzlies last night, which I was very excited. I was, I, I was having a great time. When, when that was happening, but you look at the look at their last few games. You have the Knicks Celtics game we, we mentioned. We have the Knicks Nets game. Knicks Both have, those games were two point losses. Have, Jeremy. The Knicks have two losses against the Nets. There by one possession. Lost by the to the Celtics by one possession. Mm-hmm. Lost to the Timberwolves by one possession. The Knicks have lost in these close game scenarios so many times, and it and it concerns you. And just to, the only thing it tells you is that you're overachieving. Well, li- listen, you gotta you gotta win these close games. Like that's just so important, right? Like if you don't, like the Knicks are in such a standstill right now that they're literally on the brink of either making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. So with these close games and stuff, you can't lose to the Timberwolves, man. Come on, it's like it's Minnesota, man. Like they're I mean, terrible. I, well, I, what I, you can't lose. To what them. I love you can't is that, lose to them. That the Knicks are in a good spot because. To make the playoffs right now because the East is so tight. I'll take away the first three spots, which were obvious: Nets, Sixers, Bucks. Those guys are gonna shake up probably, maybe even in that order. That's gonna be the top three. But from four down, the Hornets have twenty-seven wins. The Hawks have twenty-eight. Heat twenty-seven. Celtics twenty-seven, and then Knicks in eighth place with twenty-six. So right now, the Knicks are actually technically in a playoff spot, a game and a half above the Pacers, who are right behind them. No, they so, play for no. If they were, if the playoffs were to start today, they're playing a buy-in game. And the, the as the eight seed, yeah. I thought it was the nine. Yeah. And the so they, it's eight and nine, and then also oh, eight or, and nine. Ten? Eight and nine play for the one seed. Yeah, and then ten and eleven also play as well. I think. So is this like an? So it's an expanded playoffs. Yeah, or something, like, right? yeah. I don't know. Okay, so no, but so regardless, I think. I mean, the Knicks are in a spot, but Jeremy, you said that it's like yes, they're overachieving, but they've had so many games that you gotta like at least be happy with the way they perform against these I, top teams. In I the am. East. And you know? the big thing, and the big thing t- about it to me is RJ Barrett is unbelievable. Finally panning out. This guy was left out of the all rookie teams last season. He he was left out of the. He was. Yeah. Yep. Wow. He was left out of the top twenty five players under twenty five by the Athletic. That was the most ridiculous list I've ever seen. I mean, how how do you put Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell under Lamelo Ball? Like, how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 so stupid. You. It is so stupid. Um, other than that. Look, if RJ and Randall can play on a consistent basis together and, and be effective, the Knicks can maybe go you somewhere. Will, you know that won't happen, right? You realize that, right? Why? Because they they lack consistency. That's the Knicks, man. 
They'll be really hot. And they're, they're one of the they're like the number one rated defensive team in basketball, and every night they play close games. Uh, what about okay? Almost are you, what, every are you single winning night. those close games though. That doesn't no, matter. But they did. They yeah, lost they to the Celtics by two. Lost to the Nets by two back to back games. They lost by thirteen to the Mavericks. They lost by one to the T Wolves. They lost by ten over here against the, the looks heat. like the Heat. That's three straight losses. For, no, I know. I'm just going down their losses. This is not all straight in a oh, row. Okay. They, they had they've had wins in between. They, they beat, beat the they Pistons. They won in Milwaukee against the uh, depleted team. Uh, against uh, look, the, 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 the G League roster. Look, well, well, here you go. So the next couple games for the Knicks are winnable. They, they're playing the really the, the team that's been underachieving, the Toronto Raptors. They're, the they're hosting them in the Garden. Raptors. The Raptors, who have not played well. And in that game, if you just contain Van Vliet and Siakam, and Siakam has not had a good season, then they should have an easy time winning that. The Raptors are a good amount of games under 500. And then on Monday, you ha- they have the Los Angeles Lakers at MSG, and the Lakers will not have LeBron or Anthony Davis for that game. So I, I, it's another very winnable game for the Knicks, but they should be favored to win. So where do you guys see the Knicks ending up come, uh, the staying, come May 16th, the final game are. of the season? It's the Knicks versus the Celtics. Literally where, staying where they where are. Do, what are our predictions for where the Knicks end up? Literally oh. staying where they are. I think it's tough. So They don't, I, have, they don't have a necessary... I, mean, listen, look, I look at the East, right? They've passed some of their challenging games already. we got to acknowledge two things. So the top three is probably going to stay the same with, yeah. the, with the Nets, Sixers, and Bucks, wherever they fall. Then you have the Hornets, the Hawks, the Heat, the Celtics, and the Knicks, who all are have been bouncing around the four through eight spot for multiple games now. The Miami Heat just lost Oladipo again. He had some sort of knee injury. He came down awkwardly on a dunk. They're they're an interesting case. They have they've had a couple six plus game losing streaks, and they've also had a couple six plus game win streaks. So they're a very streaky team. Clay will tell you right here: the Celtics have been just not their identity has not been identified yep. yet. The Hawks, how long do they last up there? The Hornets, I don't think they lasted four. The Knicks are currently two games back from the fourth seed. The, the, four, the, the Hornets are four. Two games separated. The Pacers are behind the Knicks by one game from the ninth to the eighth. Bottom line is, the Knicks have are six games above the the, the eleven seed, which will keep them. Knicks, look, bottom line is, I'm getting very excited the fact that the Knicks are probably going to clinch at least a playing game spot. They should. Which yeah. is and then you so ho- exciting. And you would hope that... The best defensive team in, in, the, in yeah, the league right it, now would be able to hold their own and the, well, hopefully Julius, get a, a small-digit win. At the, at the, and Julius Randle had a, didn't have his first field goal until the third quarter last yeah, night. Dropped a pretty Barrett, nice triple double. RJ Barrett and Julius Randle had a combined one basket made in the, in the first half. That's a half. problem, though. That, that's not, that, that's RJ, not supposed and, to happen. And R.J. Barrett's basket came at the buzzer of the second quarter. So, I, listen, I know, but that's not okay. Like, I, we need them shooting the ball. I know they want to be, like, pass-friendly and move right. the ball, but in right. games that they need to win, Stupid I think the Knicks... Stupid what, what, what I love what the Knicks have been doing is winning games that they should be winning, at least for the most part. They've been losing these not tight recently, games. Not recently. They should have been, been losing tight games they should have good beaten, teams. They should have beaten the Celtics. They should have beaten the Celtics, but I think, other than that, I think they're beating teams that they should. The Timberwolves? Okay, honestly, no. the last week, I'm looking at it now, no. they lost against the Mavericks and the T-Wolves back-to-back, and those are games that they probably should have won. Yeah, no, it, it, that's the issue. Like, they, they did beat the Pistons so recent, by 40 I mean, something. what they did this season that got them to this point is that they beat up on teams that they should have. But over the past week and a half, well, I would say they haven't done if, so. If you're the Knicks and you beat the Raptors on Sunday, you get an extra game of separation from, from the 11 seed, which, again, benefits your playoff hopes. Um, and, yeah, and listen, that's a team that you also... That's a big game because if the Knicks beat them, not only do they get the extra com- the comfort, but they move the Celtics down because the Celtics are that 11 seed that keeps the Knicks six games above them, actually five and a half from the 11 seed, which what's is the last the team to make a playoff spot. What's the split with them? Because the Knicks beat the Celtics. You know, they won by 30 that one game. 
and then obviously the Celtics won today, but what's the split right now in terms of you know what they played? I, mean, I think the Knicks I, might I have an advantage on him. Time, on them, I think they only played three games, and I think the Knicks won twice. So the Knicks have an advantage, but it doesn't matter if the Celtics They're keep on play winning. Again regardless. They play one more time this year. They play one more time? Yeah, they play one Between more time the Celtics, this year. Celtics, they, they, they play the season finale at MSG. Yes, but who won more games? The Knicks did? The Knicks, the Knicks, won, the Knicks won in Boston the first time, and then the Celtics the second time. So the, if the Knicks win, they'll have the tiebreaker. They only played three games? Yeah, in the division, it's only three games, because, uh, again, you still, you still play all the West teams, and I know you, don't have, you have ten less games in, during the season. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just uh, you know it's a difficult situation, you know, for the Knicks because you hope like it, I, I don't know why Ethan just got really mad. My computer is uh, frozen. Oh, okay. Okay. Seven <laughs> for sure, mad about the Mets, which we'll get into in uh, about no, five no, seconds. Not, no reason to be mad yet. I mean, no, at least not I don't, I, Okay. What? Okay. No reason to be mad. I, I can name a few. Clay is not a Mets fan. I am not a Mets fan. I'm a Kansas City Royals fan. Oh, um, God, he's talking. Our team. Yeah, stop. <laughs> oh, bottom, bottom line. Bottom line. Okay. Just because we're a small market team doesn't mean we don't exist. I want to. Okay? Before we before, before we talk Yankee, about he's a dominating ESPN and Fox. Sports. Before we talk Give about how break. bad your baseball Jesus. teams are, let's, before let's, we talk about how bad your NBA. baseball let's teams are, I, the Knicks. The one thing that concerns me with the Knicks is they don't rebound. Look, uh, Mitchell Robinson's presence is dearly missed. So you have Nerlens Noel, who plays a good, a good portion of the game in the beginning in the third yes. quarter, but then Thibodeau decides he's going to play Taj Gibson at the end of the game, and uh, Taj has been an aggressive uh, bundle of, of fun. Why did the Knicks not go <laughs> after Drummond? I don't all, understand. All, all, all season. That's a good way to but describe But think about him. how they've lost these games against the, but that's from the Celtics game. I can tell you, they lost, so Alec Burks had that big game tying three against Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Then, then, mm-hmm. then, then the Nets missed the shot. Yes. And then Jeff Green gets that offensive rebound and puts get, and makes two free throws to give him the win. Against the Celtics. Brooklyn Nets. Against the Celtics. Okay. Uh, Tatum misses that shot from the corner. And the, the Celtics get the offensive rebound. Marcus Smart hits Why the game winning three. Why are you giving me three. nightmares? Uh, the Celtics, I'm talking about the game the Celtics won. Oh. And oh, he's giving me good. Yes, good memories for you. Last night. So if the Knicks can clean up their offense, their defensive rebounding, because they're allowing too many offensive rebounds in the final stretch of games... It'll make that much of a difference for them. And this is a team that, as we saw in overtime, can knock down the three-point shot, uh, get get offense when they need it from a variety of guys. Quickly was on his game. Burks was on his game last night, especially R.J. Barrett in the second half. It's, a, it's all about the interior game right now for New it York. Really in, in and home they need to, the only they way they can win because they're not a really great three-point shooting team. So well, they are. Yeah, really they uh, Alec yeah, listen, Burks and Reggie they Bullock. Need to, they, it's established they, that the Knicks need another If you're in a playoff series, you're really going to rely on Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock? I mean, dropped like 19 points last Come night. On, Off the bench. 19 Bur- points? Burks has not been bad this year. That's all I'm going to say. But listen, let's move on. Let's, before we move on to yeah, Major Burks is averaging 13 points per game. He's the third highest scorer on the team. 13 points is not a lot. For the third highest score, I'll take it. Yeah, for the yeah. third highest score, that's not bad. No. But let's talk about the NBA as a whole because when I look at the Western Conference, guys, I do not know who is coming out of this. Lakers. I think the Lakers will regardless, but there's four teams ahead Why? of them in the standings right now. Why would it not be the Lakers? I think the who Lakers will. To, to make the finals or win the, win the no, West? No, 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 no. The Lakers to win the West. I'm talking about winning the West. Who's the Wait. best team in the West? The Lakers. Clippers. The Clippers. The Lakers. The Clippers, really? Yeah. I, 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 they have size. The, the Lakers have no size. Rondo was a good pickup. Rondo. Uh, no, Rondo was not a good pickup. Yes, it was. Rondo definitely. For the, Clipper, the, the, the Clippers have. I trust Kawhi Leonard and Paul George right now, and who knows how LeBron and AD are going to come back. Look, AD's coming off an Achilles injury. Those are no fun. 
And yes, those are no fun. You're right. And LeBron's still. taking a long time to come back from his ankle. And hey, listen. You, a high it ankle sprain matter. is no joke. I've had a high ankle sprain. I'm still dealing with my high ankle sprain for two months. Think about this. That's LeBron's a two to three months injury. Time. He knows he doesn't need this. to win now. I know. Listen, guys. Do this, we not remember what, when, when LeBron game. was LeBronto this for is, a couple this, years? This is LeBron's going to be a Jeremy. fun game. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, 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 listen. LeBron casually walks into the playoffs. He used to walk into the playoffs in the, in like the, with the Cavaliers as like a four or five seed run through the East and make it to the finals. Yeah, regardless. exactly. I see him doing something similar right now, to be honest. Just give him a little bit of time. Do you want to know what's really interesting? Why? What's up? This is the game throughout the rest of the year is how far do the Lakers fall in the, in the seating? Because right now... No, I don't, I don't think they that. fall. Listen, the Portland Trailblazers are one and a half games behind them. And the Lakers, the Lakers are in danger of becoming a six seed. And, and listen, I don't... So listen, who cares? They're, okay, so they're a six seed. They're they're gonna have a are, aren't they in a place regardless to play the, to the, Suns, the Trailblazers? Utah? Utah's good. Utah's no, good, but they don't I don't think they will not They won't win in the playoffs. The Lakers need to stay at the, at the four or five. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want the Lakers to drop anywhere past the five, to be honest, because I don't want them having to face the Clippers or the Suns in the first round. I'd rather get that round a little bit later. And just for the Lakers' purpose, why would you want to have that competition? But listen, I think LeBron gets rid of that competition early. LeBron's going to be ready come May 17th. And exactly. The, the See, end of the, the end of the... Make a, makes a great point. He's going to be ready, listen, and it look, doesn't matter. This is a common The games theme. now, it doesn't exactly. matter. It's the, only the regular season. It's only when you turn up in the playoffs. That's in every sport, and it really matters. I, 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 but why do we think the Lakers are that good? I, because I, they, I, I because they're so well-rounded in every I, area. I, 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 you questioned the, the point I made. Like the Clippers roster is so much more. I said LeBron James more. is the greatest player in basketball right now, and you like questioned me. You're like, no, he's not the best player. Giannis, Giannis Paul George is not good. Paul, Giannis, Giannis is not doesn't lead Giannis? teams into the playoffs. No, Paul George for the Clippers. He's not a good player. Oh, he's not a Paul clutch George? performer anymore. No, Giannis, he's Giannis older. is older. He's not Listen, a clutch Giannis is definitely anymore. one of the best players, but Giannis doesn't know how to get through the playoffs. LeBron James does it with uh, he does like it with waking up in the morning and making a bowl of cereal I do morning. want to talk That's about that for one second. If, if the Bucks match up, I, th- I do think the Bucks can beat the Nets. I think they can too. Well, that, that Brooklyn offense is lethal. We, Milwaukee can score with the best of them too. And who, which frail defenders on on this Brooklyn frail. roster? They have two guards and Kevin Durant, like who does not have muscle. Defending. Who's going to guard Giannis on the drive to the basket? It's it's, it's he, he's he's been maintained in the playoffs like four or five times now. What he's been he's lost in the playoffs like three or four five I know. three or four I, times I, I now. Feel like they do so listen, there, there's there's clearly an answer for him, but uh, the answer there's clearly an answer somewhere, but. We'll have to find out, but we should move on to our MLB talk because oh the Mets and the Yankees are playing baseball, ladies and gentlemen. There's fans in the stadium. It's literally the best time of the year. All I've been doing I'm over so the week and a half, I've just been watching so baseball. And there's one team that I have been watching, and it's definitely the Kansas City Royals because who would ever be a fan of the <laughs> no, Kansas yeah, City I mean, Royals? I mean, oh, oh boy. When Merrifield's playing really well. When Merrifield's on my fantasy team, and he's, he's, good. he's, 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 very he's a very good, good hitter. Listen, the Royals have some very good He's way better than Francisco Lindor or Aaron Judge or DJ LeMahieu whatever. Let's talk Yankees first, Jeremy. Yankees at three and three or three and four. I just turned, took off my phone. What is their right? The Yankees stand at three, three and, four and four right now, in the midst of a series well, against the Rays. Through, through the first ten games in, in, in Aaron Boone's tenure in full seasons, the Yankees have started under five hundred throughout the first ten games, and they've won at least hundred in both of those years. So I'm not concerned. All right, so yeah, they're still ninety six percent of the season. You left, can't so, lose yeah. the Orioles. They lost because of the extra, the second base extra inning rule is stupid. I hate that. No, rule. I'm sorry. You can't lose to the Orioles. 
Like the Orioles are just so terrible that it's just no, like... No, listen, those games are going to happen. Honestly, but listen, they're, they're, they're the improved. beauty of what the Yankees situation is is that they do play the Orioles 19 times, and they do yeah, play exactly. the Red Sox 19 their times, is so easy. or 20, 21 times, and they're going to play these guys so, so many times. Easy. So listen, you drop a game, they won the series 2 out of 3 regardless. I don't see that as, as a loss of a their series. Their division is I so don't. easy. Listen, no, yes, no. you wanted to close out, and you didn't get your results that you necessarily wanted, but the Yankees won this series, and they're going to have so many more times to block the Orioles. And this is a, a, a good thing for the Yankees because they absolutely love just what I'm relieved about now is Aaron Judge is packing the lineup. I mean, it's the most frustrating thing. I know what is when going Aaron on, Judge man. is not in the Yankees lineup, everybody goes into panic freakout mode. <laughs> and uh, as and they should, I talked to so many Yankee fans and people who follow the team on a, on a daily basis. So many of them, right? And I, I was telling them. I understand we, we don't trust Boone because of what he did last year, saying it was a minor injury and then he was out for a long time. I get it. But <laughs> take this into account. Yes. I honestly think that whenever Judge is feeling a remote amount of pain, the Yankees front office realizes, okay, we're going to give him an extended period of time off because if anything else happens to this guy— it is bad. Like, we cannot lose him. And listen, I don't. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think he, keeping cautious early is a good sign because you want him yeah, for the home stretch in the summer. People are going to overreact. Like, and, I, yeah, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. People are going to overreact. And I know a lot of Yankees fans are worried. And I was by like, are you serious? I literally tweeted. I was like, are you serious? These I guys are already think... missing a game, getting scratched. But listen, if Boone has a plan that this is to preserve Aaron Judge for the summer and keep his keep his legs and his arms right. fresh. Early, this is no point in rushing. Jeremy, as you said, the Yankees started five, under 500 for the first 10 games, all of Aaron Boone's tenure as a, as a head coach. So, listen, if you're if you're okay sacrificing some of these, not sacrificing, the Yankees still have a phenomenal lineup regardless, but I'm just saying, if he's got to miss some games early so he can provide in July, August, come September, and October, I'd rather that. Because right. Aaron Judge has not been able to play in those months, and he kind of just made it back right. for October. And I was, a little ups- I was a little worried at first as well, but before yesterday's game against Tampa, when I saw him taking BP and warming up with the whole team, I'm like, he's fine. They're just really making sure he's okay. I think yeah. Aaron Boone doesn't have control over his team. I don't think he has the power. I think uh, I don't think he I does. Think he's well, the puppet for Mr. Cashman, but that's like a different story. I think Cashman controls the team. Well, yeah, that, well, that's yeah. why they wanted Boone. I don't think if, Cash, if Cashman does. wants something, Boone will respond. But Boone does have control. Boone's just of the a puppet room. for Cashman. Disagree. So no, I believe uh, so. Tyler Wade got cut from the Wade? roster, Jeremy. And what came up was Rulin Odor. Rulin Odor, notoriously known for socking Jose Bautista behind second base in the famous fight that broke out between the Blue Jays and the Rangers, corresponding to Jose Bautista's massive bat flip in the playoffs. Jeremy, your thoughts on Odor on the Yankees it, roster? So the Yankees did. It's a good pick up. They ended up sacrificing speed for power. Yes. So Tyler Wade has no bat. I mean, he he's fast hit. and he's a decent he's fielder. Fast. But no, 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 he, he can't even field really well. I, 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 he's a pinch runner. He's a career pinch runner. I agree so, with Dave Roberts. Like when he had to play daily when the Yankees were, had so many injuries last year, uh, it was it was awful. But um, but Rugnet Odor is someone who I'm hoping, obviously, uh, probably not 100 percent like this, but I'm hoping they can make Odor like Gio Rochella to the point where. <laughs> Okay. Let's make Rulin Odor a, a phenomenal gold glove fielder <laughs> and a bat that's going to hit a go-ahead grand I'm slam in the finished. ALDS. I'm oh not finished. I'm not, I'm not audience audience members. Had, you know I had to audience members. Not, in the defense, not in the defensive aspect, but like, think about it. He's not hitting the same numbers as G.R. Uh, Can you believe this? We're the same numbers. He's like 270. 
Arshella is a phenomenal hitter. By the end of the year, he'll be no. But what I'm saying is, coming into when when the Yankees signed him, he was a career 200 hitter. Who? Urshela. Okay, I know, but he was also very. So I'm saying, can the Yankees turn that around for Odor? Just make him a better player than what he was when he came in. I'm I'm not not to the full extent that Urshela was, but just make him a playable player. Urshela was a was a reserve for his whole career prior to becoming a Yankee because he couldn't hit. The Rangers got rid of Odor because while he had power, he could not hit for average. So Odor, maybe, dude, dude, Odor has like been not not great exactly. for the past couple of years. So this now. is a risk you take. He's twenty seven, so I, it, it, it is a risk. If he, he hits two fifty, I'm okay with it. One, he's only done that once over the past four seasons. One sixty seven and one hundred and thirty eight at bats in the short sixty game season. Only played thirty eight games, but. He played 145, 130 in a full 162. Oh, he had 200, Mets 250, news on the board. Mets news on the board. J.D. Davis is on injured res- yeah, on the and IL. Place on the 10-day IL, re- re- retroactive to April 7th with a left-hand contusion. Infielder Jose Peraza. Peraza has been selected to the Major League roster and will be active today. Who will in number 18? While right-hand pitcher Franklin Kilomi has been designated for assignment. So, you know, I mean, that was expected. What does that mean? JD da- means J.D. Davis got hit in the hand by a pitch, and he's going to be out for 10 days because he got a little bit of a bruise. He's l- he's lucky he didn't break mm, his hand or his wrist. Yeah. And he'll, be, he'll be okay. A little, a little small contusion. A while, while we are so. on the topic of the Mets, I do want to ask Ethan a question because I see these Mets lineups every day, and I think Luis Rojas is literally losing his mind, batting Jeff McNeil six. Well, you want to call me crazy, but I have already made a list in my notes of all the things that I don't like about Luis Rojas this <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to bore my listeners by by reading them. But hey, listen, don't worry. For something that I do want to Say. For people listening, we will get into the Conforto ridiculousness. Yes, we will. But we so will. speaking on the Mets, I do want to say I haven't been a fan of Rojas. He, I've been. Uh, he's made some like decisions that I'm not happy about. But listen, he did not bat Jeff McNeil on the third day of the season, and I don't know. I also did not pitch hit him until the ninth inning when they were down six with two outs left in the final out. So I was very, very fierce about that. And the best hitter, he's got the best. He's he literally has the best career average, better than Miguel Cabrera, better than Mike Trout. Right now at three eight three sixteen, he's his career average is the best in Major League Baseball right now, and he's the seven hitter for the Mets. So yes, you have to question that. But listen, McNeil comes up in the bottom of the ninth in the seven hole, not pitch hitting. He started this game in the seven hole, and he rips a game tying home run and gets the bottom of the lineup started. So something that I do like is that Rojas split up the power and the power and the talent. So it's not just on the top because the Mets have a lot of it. He spread it out, and I don't know if you agree with that, but listen. It ended up working out, and how am I? How can I sit here and just trash Luis Rojas when he had McNeil in the perfect spot to tie the game? Right. So, listen, that's my take on that. I haven't been happy. I wasn't happy with the Degrom decision to take him out after six. I think he could have pushed him seven. Mets lost that game. Yeah, but you also and don't want to overwork him at the beginning you of the year. You don't want to work. You but he only had seventy-seven pitches. He only player. had seventy-seven Cole pitches. Cole threw eighty-five. His first outing. Cole threw eighty-five. His first outing. So. Yeah, I, I just think they could have pushed and, him. Know, I don't Garrett think Cole he would have surpassed a... 90 if, you, if he goes up to 90. Is this DeGrom's second start? DeGrom's second start. It is DeGrom day today, so it's it's a great day. But you want to just, so that mean? just running, just Wait, running he's just running pitching and it's like DeGrom day? Listen, the Mets pitching has been good. I, I'm not going to lie. Out of this they, guy? Haven't, they haven't gotten their, uh, 
they haven't gotten the bats going yet, and that's something I'm, I don't think I'm worried no. about. I think the Mets brought in a good They're offense very, this year. Speaking of not getting the bats going, I know Michael Conforto is definitely not beginning his bat, his bat going because he's so not confident in his ability to get a, oh, okay. a fly Rel- ball. Okay, hold up, hold up. Don't, don't you dare disrespect Michael Conforto What do you mean? Like that. He, that was a Bush I League play. I would never say something Listeners, about someone on the Yankees like that. He stuck his elbow out because he couldn't he's he's not get the ball enough to get a hit. A guy who sucked 30 home runs in 2019 and hit over 300 last year. You're going to tell him he's not confident. Yes, he may have started the season in a little bit of a soft note, but listen, it's instant reaction. An instant reaction. That's what it was. But yes, it do- the instant replay shows he leaned his shoulder in, and I'm, I can't deny it. It's, I mean, it's, it's raw evidence so that he did it. In, in but translation, he was not confident in his ability to put no. the ball in the air, not, so he I stuck would, his elbow out and confident. got hit by a pitch. It's, it's he stupid. Stuck, it's two strikes, and listen, he's trying to protect himself by any means, and listen, he leans his elbow in. It's the umpire's fault. It's not Michael Conforto's fault. Umpire was smart enough. The second base umpire calls it. Mm. You know, that pitch was in the strike zone, so honestly, blame the umpire. Or don't blame the Mets. They celebrated because it happened. And listen, the Mets face all this the stuff Mets, every Gary Cohen year. wasn't happy. Every year Gary they Cohen, face this. Gary Cohen didn't improve. Okay, actually, Gary Cohen was okay, but there was more of the Keith and Ron. But that's what makes them such a beautiful players, broadcast. they get it. They understand it, exactly. And listen, how, are you, do you expect me to just be here like, damn, the Mets should have won. The Mets should have lost this game, but I'm going to be here and be upset about it. No, I'm going to take this win. The Mets don't catch breaks any year. Literally every year, the Mets ca- never, catch a, never catch a break that puts them over the edge. Meanwhile... I and love, then they finally get one early. The I Mets love, lose these one-run games, and these one-run games, especially against your division rivals, are going to be games that that count. When you're looking at the end of the season, you're like, "Wow, the Mets won that game, saying, and they win, and they're they're in second place or first place by half a game." I would love. To, I can. I, well, I, I'm going to be watching the Yankees today. I will be peeking my eye on the Mets just to see when Conforto gets drilled. Yeah, honestly, Luis Rojas came out this morning and said he's expecting retaliation. And retaliation, he thinks like Michael the Conforto. Civil War, but but Conforto is in the lineup, of course. Yeah, it's a, it's a right-hander on the mound today, so Conforto's definitely getting the start. Is, is, and is, is, is it official? Civil like, it's out there? Baseball. Uh, no, yeah, it's official. The lineup's been out for a couple a couple hours now. Meanwhile, in the Yankee lineup, I'd love to give you guys back Jay, the Mets back Jay Bruce. If, oh, if, please, you guys can take him. Jay Bruce, <laughs> he had one short porch home run. He's, Other than that, he just swings and misses at everything. He's also really good I can't at believe he's still in the ball for first player. Base, yeah. Let's speak about Torres because, listen, Torres, uh, what is going on? Can you Clay, trust him at shortstop Clay, for the next trust, 10 plus? Do you think Labor Torres is the Yankee shortstop of the future? No, probably not. Really? Yeah. Do you trade him for Trevor Story? Listen, I've already suggested. That's tough. I've already See, that's suggested, tough. I don't know. I've already I don't know suggested about that. the Glaber Torres trade before, and I was utterly shut down by Yankee Look, fans. Glaber Torres has been. He cannot been be the shortstop, Jeremy. If he's going to field, if his fielding is not if, great, he can't be. They should if, move him second. But listen, Yankees happen, have just been terrible in Glaber fielding. Has in all three hundred with forty home runs this season. Yes. If that doesn't happen, when's his? Uh, when is he a free agent? What do you know off the top of your head? I'll check it out quick. But listen, what it's what this is alluding to that I actually alluded on um, to on New York Take a Walk this week, Take which was walk. the show I'm on beforehand, is that this Torres' performance can tell the tale of who the Yankees want to pursue in the future, whether it's him or Boyd at first base. Because listen, you hear me out for a second. It might sound a little crazy, but you have LeMahieu locked in for four or five, four, uh, five or six years. I forget what the contract was. And regardless, so he's at second base. The most you can move him, in my opinion, is the first base as he uh, gets older. But who do you want? Do you want to get a new shortstop and move Torres to second eventually? So then 
will make you go to first, no. but then all of a sudden you're sacrificing Voight you're, because yeah, you have stamp. All, if, if you decide to play Glaver somewhere else, you're sacrificing someone's good defense somewhere else. You're sacrificing also DJ another LeMahieu, player out of the lineup, whether it's LeMahieu or Voight, and Voight's got to be the option because Voight's not on a contract. Well, here's right the thing. LeMahieu's a gold Glover at second base, and Rochelle is a gold Glover at third. Yeah, so you can the most you do is move LeMahieu to first, Torres to second, and you bring in the new shortstop. You, if you don't want to get Gio, rid of Torres, Gio, Gio, and you let Voight walk, Gio or played, you trade Voight. Gio played short in, in spring training. Oh, he's a really isn't he? Can he? Isn't he a primary? He should bring back no, Derek he's a primary Jeter. third. He's a primary Jeter. third. Okay. I think yeah. the Yankees should bring back Derek Jeter. I think the Yankees should probably bring back Derek Jeter and turn I, I him into his nineteen. Jeter that's was about. not even a great defender. He just he, again his bat. Well, no, you're, no, his that's bat. ridiculous. You, did you see how many plays? Remember when he ran into the stands? Yeah, that's what, I, no, people do blood on his face. Ethan knows. Don't tell me he's a Jeter was not the greatest defender. That's ridiculous. He was not the greatest defender. Jeter, like Jeter, Jeter was a playmaker, and he was a he, big he was time a player, and he came up in the big. And his bat spoke. He was at most. He was at most. His bat, his bat overshadowed his defense. Yeah, that's oh why. Goodness. If Jeter played on the Milwaukee Jeremy. Brewers, he would not be close to a United Hall of Fame. No, no, no. Jeremy's right. He's at most an average. To he, a little I, I will fully admit he is so overhyped because he's a New York Yankee. Like, if he was a Milwaukee Brewer, well, he would he not all, be hyped. I mean, his like bat that. also tells the story. He's one yes. of the, he's one of the most he's clutch 3, hitters 000, ever. He, he's three over three thousand hits. He's a phenomenal player. <sighs> yeah. I'm just saying his defense was not all that. Yes. Uh, no, 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 you're right. And he's had those phenomenal plays where he does the jump throw from the outfield and he does the flip on cutting off where it's not even a shortstop job to Glader do so. I've seen Glaber make those plays before. And like, listen, not exactly that. At least nowadays, we see some of those plays every single day. Yeah. At shortstop, I mean, the Josh talent we India, have at shortstop. You see Josh India's play at second if we just slid up and threw it on Unbelievable. On I mean, Lindor, Tatis, all these guys. Baez makes highlight plays. Well, Baez is awesome. Baez is incredible. Awesome and, you know, like, listen... The defensive part by Jarek Jeter, he'll go down as one of the greatest baseball players just because of what he's done in this league and the clutch hitting and the Mr. November, and he's a New York Yankee, and he's won how many rings? But, listen, yeah, I, I agree with Jeremy. I think he was his, his defense is taken up. But let's take a break. But before we finish, the, we'll talk about the rest of MLB, and then we'll get into our losers and winners of the week and our picks. But let's take a break here on VIC. This is uh, Under Review. You're listening to Under Review on VICradio.com. Medical mistakes claim tens of thousands of lives every year. The healthcare community is working on it, but you can help. When you communicate with your doctor, when you ask more questions, you reduce your risk of suffering a medical mistake. Doctors can't answer if you don't ask. Help reduce your risk. Questions are the answer. Learn the 10 questions you must ask. Visit www.ahrq.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and the Ad Council. Looking for your classic rock fix every Thursday, 6 to 8. You can join me, DJ Dog, on the kickback. Listen to some classic rock tunes right here on VIC. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and the victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We have heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. <clears throat> VIC Radio. Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, good, you know. It's so typical of me to talk about No, like, no, like, tell me what you want to hear. That's why, you know, that's what radio DJs do. 
take requests and, you know, are you, you're still talking, okay. Sounds good. We take requests. Call in at 607-274-1059 or tweet us at VIC Radio. This is Under Review with Ethan Birch, Jeremy Goldstein, and Clayton Davis on VICradio.org. Hello and welcome back. It's me, Kamala Harris. Welcome back no, to no Under Review. Oh uh, no welcome back. Uh, we're talking MLB. So what's going on around the around the league, guys? So let's let's MLB. talk. Th- thank you for that, Clay. Yeah, you're welcome. And <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, and let's talk some. Uh, let's talk around the Major League Baseball for the next 15 minutes we have for this segment. Yes. And there's Jeremy and Clay. There's been some young guys coming up and putting on shows. I mean, this has been a really good start to baseball as a whole. I mean, the first weekend was great. We saw. Akil Badu hit a home run on the first pitch he's ever seen in Major League Baseball. The next day, he had a grand slam, and the day after that's, that, he had a walk-off. So he that's checking sick. off the list that's on the resume. Si- that's so First sick. three days in Major League Baseball. That's so crazy. Yerman Mercedes comes out here, breaks Major League Baseball history for the first guy to, sorry, to go 8-for-8 eight eight in a to start his Major League career. And, I mean, this has just been incredible. Also, guys like who haven't been... Who are still considered, I believe, a rookie. At least Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh puts on a show Sunday night baseball. I'm sure all of us watched it. The go-ahead home run in the sixth inning and Definitely. then the walk-off three-run bomb. It looked like that shook the baseball world. I saw that everywhere. Trended on Twitter and everything. Great start. But, Jeremy, why don't you uh, kick us off with someone that you've been impressed by early on? My favorite young stud of the year. I, I, I'm a, I, am, a, I am an Akil Badu fan as well because I have on my fantasy team. I picked him up recently. But Jonathan India, the middle infielder for the Cincinnati Reds, He's played seven games, so most of the games they've, the Reds have played this season. He's hitting 400 with 10 hits, a double, a triple, 10 RBIs for the young India as well. And he's been amazing in the field. He's had a couple of web gems to start. So while the Reds did lose Trevor Bauer, I really wrote them off. And I, I said they'd be more of a bottom dweller in the NL Central this year. But in reality, the NL Central is not that good. And the, if the Reds' offense stays hot throughout the duration of the year, with Jonathan India in this lineup, uh, why not? Maybe maybe they'll make a run. Listen, I think that we could talk about the Reds for a second because what they've been doing is so, so sick. Because, listen, me and Jeremy spoke about this earlier, and I think this was the Reds team and the offense that we were expecting to see last year when they had Trevor Bauer and they had the, the luxury of having such a great top of the rotation. And it seems like last year, wow, if they couldn't do it last year, imagine they had Bauer still on this team. This would be a scary, scary team. But listen, the Reds are 6-1, and one, and in a division where I think that division's up for grabs, they can win this division. Cubs, Brewers, listen, all three of those teams that I just named probably have a chance to win this division. The fact that they're 6-1, and one, their offense is absolutely electric. Nicholas Castellanos, four home runs already. He's hitting the ball. Tyler Naquin in the leadoff spot, hitting above 400 in the leadoff spot. Or hit Jesse Winker. Jesse Wanker as well. Listen, they have a very, very nice ballpark, especially for those lefty hitters like Naquin and, and Wanker. So uh, it's something to think about. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that concerns me, I don't think the Brewers will get there because aside from Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, I don't really have any confidence in their starting pitching. Mm-hmm. And their offense has been very mediocre. And we need Yelich to come back. Yelich, needs, Yelich hasn't had that big Lorenzo Cain is, is leading the team in power right now, and that's just not going to last. Just, if, you, if, you, if you've ever heard Lorenzo Cain, that's, you, that's laughable. It's not him. That's so, laughable. So, yeah, the Reds, I wrote them off. Oh, I'm, I'm impressed by them. 
Let's see how Chris. Uh, the Cubs will be interesting because I don't know if they're going to trade anybody off the deadline. They again, probably de- will. Depends on their positioning. Yeah, because they they want to get rid of that core, but that core keeps on producing. Two days ago, all three of them bias Ryan Rizzo. If they don't keep on winning, yard in the same if they don't game. win, it doesn't matter. You but know what I mean? I know like, they, they haven't been good since they won. I don't the World think Series that they should get rid of these guys. I think they should work us up. They could work at least on signing Bias back. And listen, all three of them are free agents. So listen, if this doesn't work out for the Cubs and come July, and they're not going to make the playoffs. They can really start selling. All three of those guys are free agents. Their core is three. It's free agents. Yeah. What are the chances they sign them all back too? Probably none. Yeah. Maybe they sign one of them. It's very true. And I'm still going to say the Cardinals win just because they're the deepest team, and I like their their relievers in Gallegos, Alex Reyes. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, the Cardinals definitely have one Jordan of the Hicks. one of the best cases. And listen, they they brought in Arenado. They're, they're real deal this year. I wouldn't be messing around with them either. But. The way the Reds are performing, there's no way we can overlook them. But let's move on to another guy that I want to talk about, and that is Yerman Mercedes from the Chicago White Sox, a team that I've actually have, had very yeah Mercedes, and some a team that you guys know I've been a, a fan of the White Sox at least for a little bit, just rooting for their offense. Oh at yeah, least, no, I think totally. That. And <laughs> and he's made broke Major League Baseball's record, eight for eight start. He currently sits batting five fifty six with five runs scored, seven RBIs, fifteen total hits, and two home runs. His OPS is just under fifteen hundred. He's slugging just under nine hundred, and his on base percentage is five seventy one. So I hate to just spit statistics at you, but if you're if you understand what I'm talking about, this is this is a real deal start, so really? especially for an offense that just yeah. lost a, a really big bat in Aloya Menes. So. Great news for the White Sox. I know they took a tough series loss early on that first weekend to Jared Walsh, Mike Trout, and Otani and Co. But Otani's good tough. start for this man and very high hopes for, I think, what the White Sox want to put together this year so far. Yeah, Clay, it looks like the White Sox might be a threat to your Royals oh, in the division yeah. this year. Oh, thank you. They might run thank away you with for this reminding division me by of, yeah, Chicago. And listen, some of those guys at the White Sox rotation, like David Cease, yes, he gave up that absolute bomb to Otani, but... I can see Cease being a guy who can pitch, can be a three-starter in the playoffs. I'm tired of giving opportunities to Dylan Cease. I feel like he's had his chances. What are you talking about? I, I, he's going to be a piece in this rotation. I think he's going to be a piece. He was, he be he was a piece. solid last year. Sat in, I believe, sub-three, maybe a little bit above three in the ERA. And this year, I, I think he'll be fine. He'll be a piece. I just don't think a reliable one. Mm, I mean, I mean, that's, they, they have leverage in this in this rotation, though, Jeremy. They have Louis, uh, Lucas Giolito and... Lance Lynn at the top. Lance Lynn just diced up the Kansas City Royals. Complete game shutout. I'm pretty sure he tossed 11 strikeouts. Yeah, I think so. And and listen, they have a. I think they have a really good bullpen that people are going to underlook. They got Michael Kopech and Garrett Crochet, guys who both sit above 100 miles an hour. Can one from the right side, one from the left side. Two phenomenal players. And then they just have to give it off to Liam Hendricks in the ninth inning. This is a team, Jeremy. I, I don't. I wouldn't overlook them. I think that they they can be really good. I think they're going to win this division with ease. I don't think there's much competition otherwise. And, yeah, I, I'm expecting big things, but let's move on and talk about Akil Badu from the Detroit Tigers. We talked about him. Did we just talk about him? We did. Alright, well, that's my short-term memory loss, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I do want to talk about then is something that I did write down that we should talk about is the uh, Otani. We saw, we saw history on Sunday Night Baseball. I spoke about the Jared Walsh uh, two home runs in the win, but Otani started and hit for the first time in his Major League Baseball career. He started the game, and he was throwing 100 miles an hour, 101 in the first inning, and then he hit a ball off of Dylan C., so funny we say, 115 miles an hour, a ball that traveled wow. over 450 feet, Jeremy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. That's crazy. I, I will never always have something against Otani just because in 2018, Miguel Andujar statistically should have won Rookie of the Year, but 
you're, you're right. I'm not going to... is a better player by far right now. Obviously, look at, look, look at where both players are right now. I'll, I'll definitely give them that. But And, and if Otani stays healthy and can, and can contribute from the pitching side and the hitting side of the ball, mm-hmm. the Angels do have a legitimate shot to win the AL West. I mean, the Oakland A's look really sluggish out of the gate. I'll talk more about that in the in the time, probably in the later later minutes of the show, when our winners and losers. But if they look, David Fletcher, Mike Trout, Rendon, Justin Upton, Jared Walsh, they have a lot. They of good have offense. a really good offense. It's going to come down to can Dylan Bundy, Otani, Andrew Heaney, can they make good? And Andrew Heaney was good against Toronto when he didn't give up a run. So. It, 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 can can he can they be reliable starters for the Angels and can guys like Steve Ciszek that they brought in to to relieve for them can they be reliable out of that pen? Tony Watson too. What are your predictions for? Watson. I hate to put you on the spot, but just because we're talking about it, I know we we're going to talk about divisions. Do you think the Angels can legitimately walk out of it? Um, if the Astros play more like they did last night, yes, because the Astros just. I think the Astros are good though. They are, but they had a really well, they, yeah. They played their whole. They, have their, their they, core, they played a bad game last night, but so this their core. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it's take it's away been Springer. established for so long, and there's been no differences that they've made. There's been no changes that they made. So if you keep that consistency with that core. Then you're just you're just rocking and rolling. Listen, all the I'll be the, the, rest of the season. I won't be the first one to say this. The Astros have been a talented roster since before since before they started cheating. They were really good before they started cheating. Yeah. It sucks that, they, it sucks that they cheated and this happened. But they got guys like Yoli Gurriel who's having a bounce back season. He's hitting yeah. almost 400 right now. Altuve's hitting phenomenally. Michael Brantley, uh, a guy that they actually ended up bringing back. I don't know if how a great of a start he's gotten off he's to, but not listen, really well. not not well, right? But he is going to be. I expect him to get going. He's one of the best hitters from the left yeah. side in this league. Look, the, and yeah, the Angels Astros series are going to determine this. Correa, Co- Correa is a free. He's in a contract. Yeah. Correa has been hitting sixth or seventh in the lineup every every game. Too. I know, but look at his statistics over the past couple of years. I mean, he's been one of their most best hitters on the team. He's hitting four forty four last year. What did he hit last year? He hit okay, so he actually hit uh, two sixty four last year, but um, but he was phenomenal in the playoffs. He had to walk off home run, and he was on base percentage of three twenty six. But even years prior, he's he hit two eighty the year before. He was a three fifteen hitter in twenty seventeen. I think Correa is one of the best hitters on the team. Yeah, in my opinion, and yeah, he's, he's and like again, he's in a contract year. You got to expect him to perform. The Astros are hungry for this division, and they have an established rotation, in my opinion, hungry. a better rotation than the Angels, and that's why that's why I have the Astros over the edge there. Astro. And yeah. while we're predicting divisions, let's talk about the AL Central. So that is the Chicago White Sox division. Do you see anyone posing threats for the White Sox, like a team such as the Kansas City, City Royals? Royals, the Twins? No, I'm, I'm just big, kidding. They're not. One of my favorite players on the Twins. In, well, one of my favorite players in the Nelson league. Nelson Cruz. Luis Arise is one of my favorite, favorite guys. Luis Arise is a really good lefty hitter. You can put him at the nine hole or the one hole. They, they, they've, they've let him off a couple of times, and they've batted him ninth a couple of times. Sort of like uh, what the Yankees have done with Brett Gardner in the past, even though they're different guys. But uh, I really do like the Twins, even though they're, Jose Barrios never really took that next step. He, he's been given chances. Kenta Maeda, Disappointing, a too. bit of a sluggish start to the year. I'll still give it to the White Sox to win the division, but the Twins will be a, be a threat. They'll probably be a wild card team, yeah, most likely. They could be. The Twins be. They could be. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of talent on the AL 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 East. So if you want to run down, what are your predictions, Jeremy, for the AL East and how that forms? Like, let's go last to first. I think it's last just the Yankees. First, I got the Orioles, Red Sox, Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees. Last to first. Any of those teams making the wild card? The Jays will. No, you I think don't the think Jays so. will. What about the, the Rays? What? Do we think the Rays have a chance this year? No, I, I, and, and they beat up on the Yankees yesterday. But yeah, but like that's not. I'm not their about that. offense is so weird. 
I Yoshi Susugo in that leadoff spot. Randy Rosarena hasn't got yards. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Rosarena's postseason was unbelievable. Was such a fluke. Ooh, that's, that's a hot take. Respect to respect to a Rosarena for for his amazing postseason. Am I a little salty I, with the I, Yankees? I wouldn't call it a fluke yet. It's been uh, oh, yeah, seven I'm games. a little salty because he destroyed the Yankees from the inside. Yeah, okay, but, there you go. I'll, I'll, but I'll, I'll give you the, the same time. I just think I'll he's not. Gonna, I just don't think he's gonna be remotely that good ever again. I know that, that was an absolute freakish run. But listen, he's still very young and he's got a chance to do so. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out yet. He's what 20, he's twenty six years old. He's got plenty of time. And I, I, all I'm saying is I'm not counting him out yet. I think he, he can be good. And he showed us last year in the playoffs that he, he can rake when he's hot. So we'll mm-hmm. see when he gets hot and how well he will perform this year. And maybe he can hit 270, 280. But so my predictions for that division, I think uh, or I think actually I'm pro- probably the exact same. And uh, I do think that the wild card game is going to feature the Angels and the Blue Jays. I don't know who's going to be hosting, but that's my guess. I think that would be a really interesting wild card game. Seeing Mike Trout and Otani in a do or die game, I don't know. If, I don't think they lose that, to be honest. Especially if they ended up being home, and you know, there's a lot of people who are Mike Trout fans. And just quickly, let's go Dodgers or Padres because that's a Dodgers. Not even close. Padres. The Dodgers are so much more talented. Um, I, I get Musgrove through a new hitter, whatever, whatever. The Dodgers last night one to nine are a threat to hit the ball. Uh, it's incredible. It's, it's really my an incredible World lineup right now. They're they're an incredible team. Yep. I got it. Uh, so, Cardinals winning the division, Jeremy. You said for Cardinal, the I'll, NL I'll, I'll give you my winners: Yankees, White Sox, Angels. Or well, I, I, was the A's to begin the season? So you know what? I'll stick with the A's. I'll, I, I won't go away from it yet. So you're picking A's to win yeah, the division? Then, then the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers. And if you remember on this show, I said my National League MVP would be Ronald Acuna Jr. And he is raking. He is off so to a very hot I'm start. I'm very proud of that pick. Ronald Acuna is due for this was his year, and I think he's going to take full advantage. Yeah, I agree. I think that Acuna last year at least started off to a terrible start, but this year he's he's hot. I mean, at least two years ago. I, I'm sorry, he was off to a very bad start, lackadaisical. But I'm going to have still I'll still have the Braves, Cardinals, and Dodgers, Mets, Padres, wild card. Mets host that. Mets win that with Degrom on the mound. And who knows what happens after. They probably have to go to L.A. regardless. So let's move on. We have our winners and losers of the week coming up, plus our our weekly picks. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to Under Review on VICradio.org. Are you feeling depressed, melancholic, experiencing a case of the Mondays, blue, exhausted, emotionally drained, not excited? Depressed, miserable, unhappy, dejected, or sad? Well, there's only one cure. Listening to Real Sad Lad Hours Mondays from 10 to midnight on VIC Radio. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Join us, DJ Cammy and DJ G-Love, in the new age of music with some self-produced bedroom pop tunes on VIC Slumber Party. We take a look at the growing music scene of DIY artists, check out the discography of new and young musicians, get some insight on the process, and jam out. Tune into VIC Slumber Party Wednesdays from 8 to 10 right here on VIC Radio. 
It's time for Under Reviews, Winners and Losers. Welcome back it, to Under Review on VICRadio.org. We got our Winners and Losers segment that's coming up. Um, Ethan, who's your winner of the week? My winner of the week is all but Joe Musgrove. Last night he oh, put yeah, on totally. a show. And the beauty of just putting on that no-hitting show is that it was the first one of the season. And it comes in the first week of the season, which was great. And... That was the first one. The Padres were the first, the only team in Major League Baseball that had had never had a starting pitcher throw a no hitter. So it was a really big moment. The for Mets the Padres technically franchise. still haven't. I refuse to say the Mets have. Uh, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Beltran it's in the books. At the line. It has happened. Beltran at the line. June second, twenty twelve. The Mets threw a no hitter, and yes, Wrong. What are you Carlos about? Beltran. No Carlos it Beltran. Was so, it was such a fluke. Carlos it, it, Beltran. It was a fluke. No, there was, was, was a fair ball. I went to the game after. Beltran hit a ball that hit the line, and there was no replay review at the time. They couldn't review it, but it was a fair ball, and they called the foul. Oh, boo-hoo. Well, it doesn't matter. Boo-hoo. Bill had some tennis in the so books. I don't know what you're talking about. Jeremy's just lucky he has had like 150 no hitters because he's a Yankees fan, and they all happened. They all happened. I have not witnessed one as a fan. They all happened in like the 1920s, and no one even knows. Just like when they won all their World Series. I have not witnessed one as a fan. Don't worry. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, I'm going with Joe Musgrove. 11 strikeouts, no walks, no hits, obviously. The first one in Padres history, and he did it in a, in a stadium that allows full capacity. I don't know how many fans were there in Texas, but Crazy. he threw it in Texas. Texas Rangers aren't a great ball club, but the fact that it happened, it happened so early on, and no hitters are special in baseball. We, we, we rarely yeah, get them. So maybe, them. Maybe yeah. maybe two a year, I mean, if we're lucky, and we already got one early on. So much talent in Major League Baseball this year, especially this time of age with the balls that they go there. They're, they're hit so far, you know. Definitely. There's rumors of them being juiced and this and that, and just the raw talent. It's, it's so, case. it's so utterly impressive to throw a no hitter in today's ball game. It's so much different than it was ten years ago. So much different than it was twenty five years ago. And Joe Musgrove, you know, he came over after Snell and Darvish to the Padres in a small trade, which actually I believe the Mets were in, which involved Joey Lucchesi coming to the Mets, but. They picked him up as the third starter because they knew they needed more talent after Snell and Darvish. And look at this. The third guy that they had that was barely headlined throws a no-hitter. Unbelievable story. They're my winner of the week. He is my winner of the week. Clyde, who's yours? My winner of the week is the New York Islanders who picked up Travis Zajac and Kyle Primary in a... Paul Mary. Paul Mary. Sorry. Paul Mary uh, from the New Jersey Devils. It was a long time coming that both these players were eventually going to leave the Devils. The Devils, of course, is Jeremy's favorite team, but they've struggled over the course of the season. And I think they're in a rebuilding stage for many years to come. Interesting. Interesting. You, you don't you don't have an opinion on that? I I, <laughs> I, I I'm sad. Team, I'm sad. Like, inter- okay. Interesting. Zajac okay. Zajac has been a devil ever since I started being a fan, and Paul Mary's been on the Devils for the last five plus years. So it's weird making a trade with a division rival again because think about this the t- two years ago the Devils traded their captain to the, to the Islanders and he'd be on the team for 15 plus years so it, it, I know who was that? Andy Green Andy but Green, but, the, yep. but the Devils uh, they got a really nice pa- the Devils got the Islanders first round pick in this one so I'm I'm really happy about that two first round picks for the Devils in, in, with already the third youngest team in the league it's crazy so it's we'll really see. interesting Jeremy who's your winner of the league? Rowan Alexander Barrett Jr. R.J. Barrett is just tearing. I love up when Jeremy the, uses his full name because that's when we know yeah, business. Like, why? That's just because I think he said that. R.J. deserves. Why do, you, why do you have to do that? Because R.J. Is, deserves all of our respect. R.J. Barrett is unbelievable. Okay. He's the greatest Nick of all Literally, time. Literally, let's go back to so starting April fifth against Brooklyn. Twenty-two points, four for six from downtown, seven for thirteen from the field. He made his free throws. 
So, dude, I'm telling you, when when R.J. Barrett plays well, the Knicks win basketball games, I think. Against Boston, again, they lost by one possession. But 29 points, 10 for 14 from the field, 6 for 6 from 3. This guy was shooting 3 for 14 last year from the field. Last last night against Memphis, after the first half, Knicks were down by by 9 points. R.J. Barrett had 2 points. But he finishes the game with 18 points in the second half, 20 overall, 2 for 4 from downtown, including a big three-pointer in overtime and one in the fourth quarter as well. 4 for 5 from the charity stripe, including... Three free throws in the final minute of the game to tie the game up at 112. Five rebounds, two assists. This guy's coming to his own. You and I swear, and I'm telling you right now, if he plays like this consistently, he will be an all star next season. You know who needs to hear that, Jeremy? Who? Anthony Edwards, because he disrespected our boy, yeah, I mean, R.J. Barrett. That the the up the blatant disrespect just come at him. Just yeah, we wanted R.J. Barrett to shoot, so yeah. we were happy when he took it. If he made the shot, we would have accepted it. You know, you know, Anthony Edwards. I had some respect for you, but now I'm pissed at you. No, I, you, you I, can't, yeah, he came at our boy. I'm in the same boat as you. And look, yeah. R.J. just shows how mature he is for a 20 year old. He laughed it off and said, "I can't wait for the next clutch opportunity." And you know what? He didn't just have one. He made those three free throws in the clutch when he got fouled in the corner from, from a three. Mm-hmm. He made the glyph to tie the game and send it into overtime. He made the three-pointer in overtime to give the Knicks the lead. He did so many things last night down the stretch. He makes players better, too, when he plays yes. that well. When he when he's a threat with the basketball, he, it takes the attention off so many other players. He, and they get shots yeah. to guys like Burks, who can uh, you can easily drop 19 off the off the bench. Apart, I mean, 13 and a half, I guess that's not good enough for Clay, but it's good enough for no. us Knicks fans, you know? Okay, relax. And right. we don't have the luxury of Tatum and Brown yeah. stinking uh, up the NBA and the East. I don't want to championship since 1970. Anyway. <laughs> 73. 73. Respect. Okay, relax. Please. Okay. Please. Respect. This is a generalization. Do you know the pain of being a New York fan? Yeah, I do. I do. Ethan, who's your loser of the week? My loser of the week is J.D. Davis. And, and not necessarily it's his fault that he lost, but J.D. Davis to the Mets was given the third base role to be the starting third baseman for the Mets for the season. They didn't go after a third baseman. They didn't sign any third basemen. They went for Lindor in the infield, and that was it. Stuck with the core. So J.D. Davis was the guy. And, Unfortunately, he uh, leaned his hands into a fastball and luckily did not shatter or break his wrist. I'm, sh- I'm shocked nothing happened to his hand, but he's got a puffy hand. He's got a big wrist. It's all bruised up, apparently. And they said day-to-day, but he's going to hit the 10-day IL as of what Clay actually just said earlier. So, Clay, you actually spoiled my yeah. loser of the week. Mm-hmm. But, yes, J.D. Davis goes down, and the Mets are going to have— Luckily, the Mets were able to add some utility depth in guys like Jonathan VR, and they have Luis Guillorme, who can play the infield— McNeil can play second and third base as well. So they have guys that can play, but it's sad to see J.D. Davis go down. I mean, it's his passion for the Mets is so unbelievable. I notice it every time I watch him play, and, you know, that, that that's disappointing from uh, from that standpoint. But J.D. Davis, unfortunately, is my loser of the week. We'll see him in a week and a half. My loser of the week is the Golden State Warriors who lost by 60 points oh, against the Toronto yo. Raptors. Yes. Oh, my. How yeah. does that even happen? I, guess so. I understand Steph that Curry's all your that stars good. were out, but I just... Losing by 60 points in an NBA game should not exist. I guess Steph that Curry is crazy. just that important. I don't important. understand that. I don't know. I, like, I can't, I can't even figure out, like, did Steve Kerr just, you know, go to sleep during the course of the game and he forgot how to coach? Right. Or he just right, forgot how to play right. basketball? It's like elementary school basketball? I don't know. It's insanity. Jeremy, who's your loser of the my week? Loser of the, my loser of the week is the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, they did beat Houston. Athletics. A, a, the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> they they, they did beat Houston <laughs> by a score of 6-2 to two in the Houston Astros home opener last night. I'll give them that. However, 
Aside from that game, they have just been atrocious. They've been outscored by 40 runs throughout their first nine games. Wow. They're 2-7. and seven. Their bullpen ERA is over 10. Uh, their opening day starter, Chris Bassett, has not lasted five innings in a game yet. And... <laughs> they, uh, Look, Matt Chapman hasn't played well. Matt Olson just hit his first home run of the year last night. Elvis Andrus has not been a good replacement for Marcus Simeon. There's so many, and Ramon Laureano has not hit the ball in the two-hole. So there's so many things to nitpick for, at the Oakland A's right now. Moneyball. They have a lot of... Moneyball. Yeah. We're, Billy Bean left for the for finally, so that just shows. Mm-hmm. But... It, they have so many things to correct. I know it's so early, and that's why that's the beauty of an MLB season, guys. You have so much time. Ninety-seven percent of the make, season still remains. Yeah, you have, there's so much time to make major corrections to your team. But if, with with the amount of talent and the way Los Angeles, the Angels have come out of the gate, and the way the Astros look to start the year, they need to make a correction soon, and they got to figure it out because. They were favorites going into the year. They have talent, and if they if this team can't win, you might have to break it down. And I know Oakland's used to doing that and, and getting new players, but <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 shot. no offense. Wow. Out of nowhere from left but, field. But that team is concerning, right? The way they, they able to really right, sluggish. They able to really sluggish out the gate. Yep, you're right, no doubt. And let's so, let's move on to our picks of the week. Picks of the week. Looks like we Quick have time. four games lined up for our picks. Let's talk about the first one. The Mets versus the Marlins today. It's Jacob Degrom as the pitching matchup. Who cares who's pitching on the other end for the Marlins? No, no, the Mets no, are probably going to win anyway. It's, 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 I am absolutely kidding. Whoa, 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 I was whoa, absolutely whoa, whoa. kidding. Who cares who pitches for I the Marlins? I was kidding. It's Trevor Rogers, who cares? left-handed pitcher today for, against the Marlins. I was kidding about my remark about that. It doesn't matter. Who do you guys have winning? Who do you guys have winning? And Mets are going to win. Mets are. Let's go, Clay. Yes. I'm so happy, Clay picked the Mets. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the Marlins Jeremy, lineup. Jeremy, if you dare oh to pick the Marlins, oh I will, oh I will, I am I will going make to sure you apologize answer. to me, especially after the Kenny Galladay thing. I will make sure I get an apology. The Mets don't win when DeGrom pitches. This I'm going Marlins. This is ridiculous, Jeremy. Like, Ky- uh, to Kyle. To Kyle, who's listening on the radio, our, our, our uh, social media manager, Kyle DeSantis. Kyle, I'm picking the Miami Marlins. So make sure we get that on Instagram. I, I'm looking at the Google Doc, and Kyle's typing in the answers for the picks, and he was typing in M-E-T, but he just erased the M-E-T. Yeah, the yeah, e- yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, I got the Miami Marlins. Kyle, Kyle, listen to me. Put it, and, put it in the Mets for no, everybody. I, 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 Jazz Chisholm Jr., the stud second baseman on the Marlins, is going to hit a home run. So I got the Miami Marlins if in this he, game. If he has enough power. This is ridiculous. I got Miami. Anyway, Miami. This, uh, this is a crazy episode right now. Anyway, <sighs> Yankees raise today. Yankees. Yeah. Uh, Domingo, no Domingo Herman is on the mound. Yep. Not going to make Yankees. a joke. Chris Archer, Chris Archer's return to the trial. Domingo Herman right from the bleachers. Domingo Herman on Bronx. Domingo last week was not great, so maybe Domingo on Sabado will be better. Oh, whew, that was brutal. That was, that was, that was a good that was a Anyway, Archer's Archer's right return to the trop. Uh, Chris Archer's a mess. He was good a couple years back. I'm going New York Yankees in this one. Me too. It's going to be a New York Day in baseball. Yeah. I think both teams the take the Marlins are going to win. Today. Both both start actually. So the the Mets both start, start in ten minutes. And ten, yeah, so they both start in ten minutes. Wow. So That's if you're crazy. watching, you can find out our picks pretty soon. Anyway, Knicks at Pelicans Wednesday night. A big game for the Knicks. What do we got, I Jeremy? Think the Knicks are gonna win. The Knicks are gonna win. Yeah, I, think yeah, I mean. Yeah. The matchup to watch here is Julius Randle against Zion. Two muscular power forwards. Zion's been on. Zion's had over 30 points in like all his last the 10 games. The one versus the three Julius from the 2020 Really? Because yeah. I actually disagree with you. Wow. Wait, what did you say? I think Zion is a better player than Julius Randle. I, I'm worried about Zion dominating Julius Randle. I think, but I think Zion Williams is I'm going to pick the Knicks. I think he is too. I think he's unbelievable. I'm going to pick the Knicks. Running out of time. Uh, Clay, who do you got? Yeah, I got the Knicks. I'll go the Knicks as well because it's a New York kind of day and a New York kind of week, and I'm feeling it. Lastly, Dodgers at Padres Friday night. We don't have pitching matchups, but 
This is a big weekend. We got a big weekend coming up. Dodgers, Padres. Padres. A matchup we've been talking about for months now. What do we got, boys? Padres. Padres. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. All right, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. So it's looking like all the time we have so, here. So, Kyle, Jeremy's picks, because I, I really want this to be so correct. So, Jeremy's picks are the Marlins. The Marlins. The Marlins. The, the Marlins, the Yankees, the Knicks, and the Dodgers. And the Mets. This sounds gross, Instead Jeremy. Of the Marlins, Kyle. Mets, Yankees, Knicks, P- Dodgers. Let's Please run write it. That down. Thank you, everyone who listened here on vic.org. This is Ethan Birch, Clay Davis, and Jeremy Goldstein on Under Review. Have a wonderful weekend. It's beautiful out today. Enjoy the weather. Coming coming up next is dribbling around with Jaden Becker, Connor Glunt, and Dean Richardson. I believe we're off next week because uh, we might be on next week. Um, because of the 50-hour marathon that's happening next week. Yep, we'll keep you posted so, on our Twitter and Instagram so pages. So we'll be, we'll be back um, for my birthday weekend. So, yeah. Oh, promotion. Goodbye. <laughs>